Hey, this is Kyle Poppenham. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages you and helps you experience what God is doing in your life. Enjoy the message. Kyle, it is uh, an honor in my life to be able to sit here with you and to be able together to preach God's word uh, to to our people and to those watching online. Man, it's just, it, it's such a wild experience it is. Uh, that we're living through. And I am just, I'm delighted to be a part of it. Oh, cool. And so this is great. It was about two years ago, uh, this month, that uh, mom and I came down and we were having dinner at your dinner table. Yeah. And uh, the family was all there. And you looked across uh, or down the table at me and you said, Dad, Mom, I got a question to ask you. Well, naturally, Mom and I thought, oh, okay, they want to borrow money. <laughs> but you, you said, uh, what would be the possibilities of you guys coming down and helping us plant Legacy Church? And something le- just was leaping in our hearts to say yes, because we had gone through a process of sending out resumes to churches and interviewing, but the interview never carried over to the actual job. And there is a part of being involved in something and being picked, of saying, would you be a part? And to be chosen. You know, I am a huge football fan, and so I always look forward every year to draft day right it's like okay will my team and i'm not even going to tell you what my team is will my team get the right players this year will we get the quarterback that we really want and need sure you know and and you want your team to get the right pick and i believe that part of father's day is about being drafted Hmm. and there is a a passage of scripture (laughs) do you mean drafted like we don't have a choice (laughs) (laughs) No, drafted as in being chosen, as being picked especially for a job. And I love what it says in Ephesians 2.10 in the NLT. It says, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So God long ago chose me, chose you, chose you. So you have a, a certain quality. You have a certain set of skills that God has given you to execute his plan and to say for him to say right you're chosen right is is just so and that same set is only is like exclusive to you yes because it requires you to show up in order for me to be me yes you have to be you you can't do it by yourself right no it's uh church is meant to be done in community and life is supposed to be done in life is, is yeah. meant to be done in community that's yeah. what's so difficult about what we're going through right now but god says hey even in spite of everything else that's going on i have still chosen you and yeah. there is still work to be done today yeah that's good you know i can remember uh as a kid growing up especially in elementary school yeah and we would always eat our lunches as quick as possible. And then we would run out to the little baseball field and we would all line up and two guys, you know, the best two athletes right, normally, right. they, I was never that guy, but they would go out there. And, and by biology, I was never that guy. <laughs> so sorry about that. You were life. cursed by your father. Um, but to stand on the line 
you know, they would say, okay, I choose him, right. and the other guy, back and forth, back and forth. I was never like first pick, but I normally wasn't last pick, but there was always that the moment re- the relief. when yeah. you did get picked, <laughs> you know, and I, I believe that's, that's kind of what it feels like with the call of God. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you may look at other people in the, in the church or, or in the community thinking, oh, they're so much more talented than I am. Yeah. They're so much better. They're so much more gifted. They have so many more abilities. But God says, I choose you. And yeah. when he does, it's like, oh, I've been chosen. Yeah. So this verse actually is the verse that I wrote on in, uh, in Bible college. Yes, I remember that. Uh, I was given the challenge to write 10 pages on this one specific verse. And what I did was dive into the meaning and the importance of the term uh, masterpiece. Mm. It says you're God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So the masterpiece means there's only one. Yeah. And somehow Very you're good. only one. I'm only one, and God considers you his prized possession, like the culmination of all that he has worked for his entire life is entrusted to you. But somehow yes. it's also entrusted to you, to us, to the church. Uh, but yes. I think we each have a responsibility to show up, and, and once we're picked, then what? Yeah, I, I think that's the genius of essentials, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, of getting people in that class and through right. that class so that they realize that, you know what? God has given me a destiny. Yes. He has created me for a purpose. I believe the ultimate purpose in people's lives is to find Jesus Christ as their Savior. Mm-hmm. But once they do that, you're never going to be fulfilled mm-hmm. until you are affecting other people. You are ministering sure. to other people. And yeah, that, that's we have, we have that, made salvation the, the finish line for so many people. Like yeah. once you're saved, that's it. You're done. Congratulations. But yeah. the truth is that is a starting line. There is an entire life worth of, of stuff that God has oh, for yeah, you to you're, do. You're so right. It's it, it, it's like in a, in a track race, uh, salvation is the call to the line. Right. Come up right. to the line because life is really going to begin right. here in a few minutes. Now so get going. Yeah, yeah. But I love that even in Essentials, which by the way, if you haven't been to Essentials, get into Essentials. We do it every single Tuesday night on Zoom um, until we're back together and we'll do it in person then. But it's an incredible class to go through. But one of the sessions, I believe it's session three, is specifically finding, uh, discovering your designed destiny. Yes, Yes. Uh, I, actually, that's in, in uh, session two, where we're going to be talking about how God created your personality yeah. and the areas of giftedness that he has given to you. Most right. people don't realize that, right. but that's all part of, of what the life in Christ is all about. Yeah, and I love, I love it because he calls himself the designer, that he knew you while you were being made. He yeah. made the intricate parts of who you are. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he doesn't change is the personality that you have. Like when right. you come to Jesus, he doesn't shift your personality yes. because he gave it to you to begin with. So he is the designer of who we are. He's the designer and every day was already designed by him. So we, he picked us, but then he has actual designations for us to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole concept of drafting is, first of all, of being picked. Right. But there's another concept with drafting, and that is drawing out plans. Yeah. When I was a freshman in high school, uh, I took a drafting class uh, of actually drawing, well, they were, they were pretty simple sketches at first, 
but they were exact drawings out of a book that you know we had to use uh-huh. uh, the, the T square right, and the forty five right. degree angle, the thirty degree, all that. Yeah. And yet it just it grew, and and that's where architectural plans uh-huh. are made. They're made on a drafting board. Yeah. And I think what people need to understand is that Jesus Christ not only has chosen you, but he has a plan, a formulated, yep. Yep. detailed masterpiece yeah. in mind for each one of us. Yeah, that actually leads right into Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not yes. for disaster. To give you future and a hope. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's always hope, there's always a future, but there's there's always a plan. It's a designated plan. It is, and it's our responsibility to come into alignment with that plan, right? That's the entire goal of the Christian walk, is for each of us to not just accept that God has a plan for us, but to discover what it is and then to come into alignment with that. That's where the blessing is. That's where God's sweet spot is for you. And and I think for some of us, part of God's plan, part of his design for you is for you to be a a father. Yeah. Especially if you already are one. (laughs) (laughs) I know that being a dad is one of the high honors Mm. of my life. And it is also one of the most intense jobs you'll ever have. Uh, Because as a father... It is our role to teach sons and daughters mm-hmm. that God has a plan for them. God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. Wow. And so God wants to set us up as dads so that we can model his plans yeah. of a future and a hope so that we can pass that along to our children. Yeah. Uh, the verse in 2 Timothy 2 2 says, entrust this word into faithful hands yeah. so that they can teach others. And that's really what the role of dad is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a role model. It's, it's the whole concept of drafted, of we were picked to be right. a dad, but yet we also have a, a heavenly father that we can model our life after. Because he's drafted a plan for us. He has that plan. Yeah. Which really brings up, uh, I, I think, another aspect of drafting. Drafting is all about being picked, and it's all about following God's blueprint for our life. But there's another aspect of drafting. When I was uh, in the eighth grade, I had the opportunity to go to my first IndyCar race. Cool. And it was in Ontario. It was called the California 500. And my brothers and I decided to buy tickets. And so naturally, we bought the cheapest tickets that we could find. Well, the cheapest tickets uh, were in between turns one and turns two uh, at the race. And really, the whole loop of the, of the track meant that when they came around turn one, yeah. all of the cars would line up. Hmm. And then they would go into the turn together. And then after they would come out of turn two, then it was just like, man, yeah. cars going everywhere. A real race. Yeah, a real race. Yeah. And I was so disappointed because that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see these Indy cars going about 200 miles an hour, just, you know, duking it out with one another. Right. But from our vantage point, that's not what we saw. But we saw a very intricate part of the race, and it's called drafting. 
It's where you come in behind another car and the car in front is cutting the wind mm -hmm. and cutting the air away so that in essence you're getting a free ride right. behind that other car and it just reminded me of the verse that paul talks about in first corinthians 11 1 that says be imitators of me as i am of christ yeah. and i think what's really missing in a lot of churches and in our nation today is dads that are living such a life that they can tell their sons and daughters be imitators of me, wow. and yeah. your life is going to be okay. Yeah, you're, you're going to head to in in the right direction. Right, and I just I I love that aspect of drafting, of of just knowing that okay, I was able to watch my father. Yeah, and he launched me. Sure, the 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 work of the front car in drafting receives no benefit. Sure. The they're doing all the work. They're doing all, they're doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. The benefit is for the one being drafted. Right. And my goal in my life, and, and really this speaks of moms and dads, yeah. is to cut that bad air in front of you sure. so that you can follow behind us, not to stay there. Right. Because if you just stay there, you're going to come in second place. And that's not what I want for you. That's not what I want for any of my children. I want them, I want them to be propelled. Right. But coming out of turn two, if you have drafted properly, right. if you will watch the one in front of you, they're catapulted hmm. out in front. I hope that all of my kids far surpass anything that I've ever been able to do for Christ. Hmm. My life will be fulfilled if I see you getting the checkered flag, hmm. if I see your brother or your sisters yeah. getting the checkered flag, then it's like, yeah, hey, that that's a team win right there. Yeah, I I got to experience this last Father's Day for the first time because last Father's Day was my first one with Levi. <laughs> yeah, it was my first Father's Day. Yeah, this one actually means a little bit more because he's actually like a functioning human now, and <laughs> he <laughs> he can take part in conversations, and he doesn't talk yet, but he does interact, and so. I know so much better a year now uh, from my first Father's Day, a year down the road. I know him better. I know kind of what his natural tendencies are. I know kind of almost, you could say, what his design was. Like you could start seeing his personality and all this. And, and I know even my heart as a father and my heart as the pastor of this church is for every single one of you to experience what God can do in your life, what he can do through your life. And that's why we started uh, with, with this, this vision statement, that we want people to experience what God can do through them. Yes. It can't stop with you. Yes. Otherwise, you'll come in second place. It has to be through you. And I can't wait to see what Levi goes on to do beyond me. I can't wait to see what you do beyond legacy. Like, I, if all the ministry that you're doing is completely within the four walls of legacy, then we've, do, we've, we've done we've something failed. wrong. Yeah, yeah, something's up, and we need to address that. But it's, it's my dream for you, it's God's dream for you, that you would begin to experience what he can do in your life, that you would begin to, to ask him, what is my design? What have you picked me for? What are the blueprints that you have for my life? Yes. And then when you come into alignment, when you find that mentor figure yeah. in your life, and, and honestly, guys, maybe it's not your dad. 
and I'm sorry about that, that, that some of you don't yeah. have that father figure in your life. And I want you to know you, you should find someone that can fill that spot for you. Yes. Whether that's Pastor Phil or another one of the leaders in our church, maybe it's someone in your office, a close family friend. Find someone who can speak into your life on that level and come into alignment with that. Because if you'll take heed to what they're saying, you'll come in right behind them. You'll, yes. They'll cut the wind for you. And then they will propel you. That knowledge and that wisdom, I mean, that's what our small group is going through. We're going through Proverbs right now, studying the wisdom of Solomon. If you will come in and, and take that, you can propel so much further oh, yeah. because of that wisdom. Yeah. Well, there were, uh, there were disciples of John uh, in the New Testament, and they went up to John and they said, are you the one or do we look for another? Mm -hmm. And they were asking the right question. Right. Are you the one or do we look for another? And John obviously defers to Christ. But the disciples were smart in that they were looking for that person. Who do we follow where we can be catapulted yeah. further in our faith? Wouldn't it be great if we would look back? I'm closer to being an old, old man before you. <laughs> but wouldn't it be great that 30, 40 years down the line, we look back at the beginnings of Legacy Church and do you remember this person who came, yeah. who got saved, yeah. who discovered God's blueprint, and look at their ministry and how they have grown. They're doing far more than we ever did. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole goal here of, of ministry yeah. is is getting getting that groove. You know who getting I'm excited to, to hear about in 10, 15 years from now? Uh, it's It's Laura Karnoff. Laura Karnoff came on the first day to Legacy Church because she yes. got one of our door hangers. Right. And, and she gave her life to Christ a couple weeks later. She brought her husband, who wasn't really into church, but he came and he really enjoyed the experience. And then on Easter Sunday, her husband, John, gave his life to Christ. And it's going to be so cool to look back in a couple of years and say, man, look what John and Laura yeah. have done. Yeah, do you remember when? Yes. Yes. It's going to be so cool to see what they've done. And every single one of you has that same story available to you. Yeah, that's, that's the blueprint. Yeah. That, that's the masterpiece. But I think for, for fathers and for dads, um, there needs to be a commitment. Hmm. A commitment made to Christ yeah. and a commitment made to the family. If I could just indulge you for a moment to read a passage of Scripture out of uh, the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah. It says this. These are the commands and the decrees and the regulations that the Lord our God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. In other words, there are rules and there are blueprints that God has for you that are going to be unfolding in the coming days. And then it goes on to say, and you... And your children and your grandchildren mm. must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. Yeah. And then he, he goes on and he talks a little bit more, but he says that you are to impress these things on your children day and night, yeah. coming in and going out. Yeah. Well, this ties into the song that we sang earlier today called The Blessing. Yes. And it is literally just singing the words of God as the Father, as our Father over us. And he's saying, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make yes. his face shine upon you. you. Yes. I mean, 
that's the blessing. When, when that song was written a couple of months ago, I remember hearing it. And even as far back as, as 2001, we were on vacation. And I remember my uncle praying that over each one of his kids. Uncle Dan always said that prayer every single night over his kids. And I remember that and thought, man, when I have a, a son or a daughter, I want to pray that prayer over my kids. And so I pray that prayer over Levi every single night. Like that's my blessing to him, that God Ooh. would look favorably upon him. Yes, that, that, that's powerful. But Deuteronomy, what you just read, implies that fathers have to be there. Yes. Yes. Fathers have to be present. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, biologically, anyone can become a father. Sure. Spiritually, socially, mentally, physically, you got to be there. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. That's what... That's what parenthood is really all about. It's, it's about helping your son, your daughter, see God's blueprint by saying, imitate me, yeah. you'll see God's plan. Yeah. So I have the luxury of, of not only living next to my parents, not next door, but around my parents, but I also get to work with them. And so I've got a question for you. What did you and mom, I'll open it up so that the women feel included here on Father's Day. What did you and mom intentionally do to draft for me <laughs> or allow me to draft behind you um number one prayer mm -hmm. uh, that is the ultimate uh job as a parent and i would honestly say kyle that uh that prayer you had my prayer mm -hmm. but you had your mom's prayer yeah and um Mom is more virtuous than I. She was praying for you kids before she even met me. Wow. She was praying over her kids and over her grandkids before she even met me. Again, I'm not as virtuous. I was just praying, God, is there one woman out there that'll say yes to me? And so... I know that uh, Yes. Uh, most, most guys do. So uh, once we got married, we knew that we wanted children. We had talked sure. about how many, how many we would have. And God, again, had his blueprint. So I think our main thing in drafting for you is prayer. Mm. But it was also lead by example. Yeah. We went to church every Sunday yeah, and, every, uh, and, and every Wednesday we went to church. And we, and we made... went to school at church. We, went, we hung out at church. church. Yeah. yeah. But we, we, to the best of our abilities, made church fun. Right. Uh, where it wasn't a burden to be there. Hmm. And we always tried to cultivate that excitement for being in God's house together. Yeah. And uh, then we also felt that it was our role to set you up with good friends. And so what a lot of families do is they allow their children to pick mm -hmm. their own friends. Mm -hmm. We allowed you to do that, but we also purposefully got together with other families that we saw that were modeling the same things sure. that we wanted. And so we would, you know, go out to lunch after church or go out to dinner or have the family over to our house and their children and you kids would all play together yeah. and then you guys became friends. So we didn't tell you who your friends had to be. Right. But we helped shaped yeah, shape that. And we, and we drafted you into yeah. that. Yeah. So there are a lot of practical things that I believe parents can do that will 
really set that drafting process uh -huh. in, but they need to realize that that drafting process has already been written down in the foundations yeah. of, the, of the world. Yeah. We just have to discover what is God's will for our kids. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm doing to make sure that Levi can come behind me and can draft behind me so that he's set up later in life for an incredible uh, uh, life of ministry, whatever that looks like, whether that's in vocational ministry or if he chooses to be an aerospace engineer, I, it doesn't matter to me. But one of the main things that I am doing for Levi is I'm making sure that he hears me pray. I'm making sure that he hears me tell his mom every single day that I love her, that I yes. find her attractive, that she is like the most important person in my life. And I've even looked at my one-year-old son and said, sorry, son, you're not the most important person in this room with me right now. She is. But that's going to allow him to set up uh, an expectation for his marriage, for his relationships, for his relationship with Christ. Um, and ultimately, I mean, that's that's my role as his father. Like, that's my responsibility. Yeah. You, well, your mom, when she was a little girl, um, was one of five daughters and then a son. So she was one of six kids. Wow. And she remembers vividly getting up early in the morning, going downstairs and seeing her dad reading his Bible in his chair. And she remembers hearing him pray calling her name out wow. before the throne wow. i remember that from from my mom and dad yeah. and i think that's one powerful reason why we're both in full-time ministry today yeah. is because we heard yeah. it we saw it it was lived out our parents were no different at home than yeah. they were in public it's true. And I, I, th I think that's huge for, for parents today, yeah. the, the consistency that, that they show their kids. Yeah. And I, I think one last thing that I would add to that, uh, to the examples, to all the different aspects of drafting that we've looked at today, the, uh, the blueprints, yeah. the being picked, right. the following behind, yeah. I think the best way to sum it up for me is found in the words of the Apostle Paul in uh, Romans chapter 12, 1. Mm. Normally, I don't read out of the Message Bible, but I like the way this one verse uh, is written out. And it says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So good. And so I, I think that's kind of the bottom line to parenting. Just take my life, God. Yeah. Use it for your glory. Yeah. I, it's our responsibility as fathers. I know we've, we've kind of been harping on the spiritual aspect, but you have no idea how much just being there for your kid means. I mean, think back if you can. Uh, if your dad wasn't there, think about the disappointment. And if your dad was there, think about the joy in your heart and then take on that role as a spiritual father for someone else. Take on that role uh, to mentor and bring up somebody else alongside you. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're able to look over your life and you've got some really good examples, then share them with people. Even if it's yes. just writing it down yeah, and, and putting exactly. it on social media, I don't care. Like mentor people. We need men to step up. We need fathers to step up. We need men who are committed to the plan that Jesus Christ has for them. They know they're picked, but then here's your role as the father. Every time that, that God the Father is mentioned, 
it's a role that us as fathers are supposed to look after. Yeah. So if that's the case, then we're supposed to pick two. Yes. I have written down here two questions uh, for fathers to ask. Mm -hmm. And that is, number one, who are you following? Yeah. And number two, who's following you? That's good. That's really good. That's what the life of Christ is all about. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't answer that, uh, knowing full well that it's Jesus that you're following, I want to give you an opportunity right now. We want to give you an opportunity right now to begin to follow him in a real and meaningful way. And, and what I mean by that is committing your heart and your life to Jesus Christ because believe it or not, he picked you. It says so in scripture many times that he thought of you before you were born. He knows what yes. you're doing and he designed things. So he picked you, he blueprinted things for yes. you and then he's given you examples by himself, his son, by other mentors and leaders in your life to fall behind to come to to come into alignment with yes. the will that he has for you. And if that's something that you want to do today, then I just want to lead you really quick in a prayer. All we're going to do is is say a couple of words inviting Jesus into your heart, acknowledging that you have sinned, you've done things, you've goofed up. But Jesus Christ came to forgive those things. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say something real quick. If you're a father and you haven't been an active part of your children or your family's life, I want you to know that there is forgiveness in Christ for that. Yes. There's also redemption. And there's also a road ahead that God has for you to walk. He is going to actually ask you to step out of your comfort zone, to maybe make some, some amends with your family, to speak into their lives, and it's going to take some time to, to get that spot back in your family. But he wants to do that. So let's pray together, shall we? Jesus, Jesus, I pray that you would forgive me of my sin. I pray that you would forgive me of my sin. The things that you call wrong. The things that you call wrong. Make me like you. Make me like you. Show me your plans that you have for me. Show me your plans that you have for me. And then put people in front of me that I can follow. Put people in front of me that I can follow. Jesus, make me like you. Jesus, make me like you. Amen. Hey, if you just said that prayer for the first time, I, we want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. Amen. He is your spiritual father. He has things planned for you to do, and we are so excited to see what God is going to do through you. Um, there's another group of people out there, though, that I'd like you to pray over, okay. and that's that's the fathers as a whole. Would you just say a blessing over all of the fathers? Sure. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for all the all the fathers mm-hmm. that are viewing this right now. Lord, I ask that you would be with all of us who call ourselves a dad. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you for what Pastor Kyle has already talked about and prayed over, that there is redemption if we've made mistakes. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to realize the wonderful opportunity that you have given all dads to lead and to guide their children to you. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you that fatherhood doesn't stop at age 18. It doesn't stop at age 21. It never stops. We are constantly fathers. Mm -hmm. And so I just pray that you would help us to act accordingly, realizing that, hey, if we've made mistakes younger, hey, we can start today. Yes, God. Lord, help us to set new systems and new cycles in place to bring redemption to our our families and to our relationships. Mm -hmm. Bless all of the dads today, God. We thank you and we praise you that you are our heavenly father. 
and you take care of us. Mm -hmm. So we just say thank you to you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. And special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description below to give now, or you can go to LegacyChurch.online for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, take a screenshot, share it on your social stories, and tag us at Legacy Church Tustin. Thanks again for listening. God bless.